0: I think discovering one's gifts is a clue to helping you not only discover your gift but it also aligns to your purpose and when you know your purpose you're going to be less likely to commit crime less likely to do drugs less likely to bring children into this world without having the ability to take care of them I search all over the world struggling to find it Then I met my boy David Simon. yeah I searched all over the world, struggling to find it. Then I met my boy, David E. Simons Yeah, discover my gift, yeah, yeah. Discover my gift, yeah, yeah. But David E. Simon. Hello and welcome. My name is David D. Simons, aka the Akushare. I'll explain that a little later. But I'm excited for you to join us on How I Discovered My Gift. This is the only show dedicated to helping you develop and discovering the gifts and talents that you have inside you. I'm so honored that you're here with us. And, you know, you could have listened to any other podcast. You could have gone through iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and chosen millions of options, honestly. But you've decided to stick with us. So I... Am grateful, and I just want to let you know I appreciate that, and I think you made a great decision, uh, and I don't take that lightly that you have that choice. Um, so I want to explain to you what we're going to explain in these uh, first episode. Right, the first episode is really going to be explaining why I created the show, uh, to who this podcast is for, three, you know, what is the format of this podcast. What is the story behind why I created this podcast and then finally explain how Kobe Bryant's death inspired me and um, how he's helping me through his death release my own greatness. So and I hope that it will help you release your own greatness. That's the the whole purpose of this. So let's just jump in uh, why I created this show. So first of all, this is actually not a show and this is bigger than a podcast. This is a movement, though you'll be listening to episodes and hearing. uh, There's a lot of doing that's going to be tied to what you're hearing. So this is not just a podcast. It's bigger. It's part of a movement to help one billion people. Yes, I said billion with a B, not M with an M for million. I said B for billion in case you thought you misheard that. No, one billion people to discover, develop and distribute their gifts. This is what this whole entire platform is about. And my number one goal in life, this is my number one goal. My number one aim is to help people discover, develop and distribute their gifts to the world. Uh, I aim to reach 1 billion people and helping them find those God given gifts and taking that talent that they have and developing it to a place of mastery that they can help other people with those gifts. And then it's not done. Once you've developed and understood what your gifts are and you've gotten to the mastery, then your goal is to, you know, obviously profit from it, benefit from it, add value to many other people through it. Um, and my goal and my aim is to help those billion people and encourage them to help seven other people, teach them the same things they've learned to develop their gifts so they can change the world. We can change the world with with this simple concept, this simple idea, each one reach one, right? And teach one. So seven billion people. I plan to change the world with this movement. Is this is this going to happen all, all throughout my lifetime? I would love for it to, but I don't think it's likely. Honestly, um, I want it to happen. Uh, and I want I believe in the power of belief. I believe that if you believe in something strong enough, you put the work behind it, uh, it's possible. And this is my aim. This is what I've dedicated my life to. Um, and as you'll learn my journey, you'll you'll hear why. Uh, uh, but this is what I am committed to. And I'm glad you're, you're a part of this. This is not something that uh, I can do in my own strength. I, I need the help of others. Uh, I need your help. I need you listening right now to... To know that you're an instrumental part of this so thank you for even listening to this point here the the this is this show is a complete shift from the traditional podcast it has a purpose that's strategically designed to have content that is showing people how to achieve right how to achieve whatever they want to achieve in whatever sector whatever um talent level whatever gift you have there's something for everyone's gifts Uh, but not only through the content uh, we're going to have instructional content as well things that are going to help you tactical wisdom and advice that you can use and leverage in your every day to day life i am an entrepreneur so i think through things through the lens of an entrepreneur so i will be sharing content from that and majority of my guests will be entrepreneurs not all but a majority so you'll you'll hear from that lens as well um so this this show is going to help you to see how people live out their purpose through music and business, the arts, their careers, professional, professional salespeople and the talents of all sorts. It's not just what you're, you're used to hearing or thinking of, it's going to be showing you in a variety of ways how one can leverage your talent. So we also on top of that layer of action, we have a Facebook group called the Doers Group. And this is where we take what we've learned and what we've heard and put it into practice our motto is we prove what we believe by what we do i'll say that again and you'll probably hear me say this phrase i'll say that again many times because there's a point that i'm trying to harp on right so our motto is we prove what we believe by what we do it's not enough to say you believe something it's proven in your doing it's proven in your action the world has a lot of talkers The world has a lot of people saying this and saying that, but the world lacks what the world lacks is a lot of doers. A lot of people that hear and then do and act upon what they've heard. So this is not another podcast where you're just going to listen to. Oh, that was great. That was awesome. I learned from that. Oh, that was cool. That was good. That was good wisdom. That's good. And some of the, don't get me wrong. Some of that stuff can seep in and sit in, sit in your heart, but we're going to actually encourage you to take action from every episode so if you're not ready to take action you're not ready to do the work you're not ready to do this podcast and be a doer then maybe this is not the best podcast for you because it's not going to just be something that where i just would just ramble off and and talk to you the whole time we're going to give you action actionable things that we encourage you to do so third thing who is this podcast for so this podcast is for anyone that feels lost doesn't know what their gifts are They don't really feel like they have a clear purpose in life, honestly, that that's where you are. That's you're in a great place right here because we have a solution for you and you don't know your potential. Maybe you you don't know what you're capable of. Maybe no one has ever taken the time to find out what you're good at, what your abilities are, what your gifting is, what your skill set is. This is also for someone who has been going through the motions in life and hasn't really pursued. To the degree that they know is possible instead they've settled for less maybe you've gotten to a you know you got a great job or you got a decent job or you can make a de- decent salary or you you you're you're employed but you know you're not using your full potential you just know everybody thinks you're doing something great but you deep down know that there's something inside you that says there's greater right that's who this is for so if you feel like you've settled for less in any way this is my hope that this show will inspire you to action, uh, to pursue those things that are deep down inside you because it's all inside. (laughs) It's all inside. Believe that. And so we want you to help you. We want to help you discover those gifts and talents and and also expose you to others who either have or a combination of similar gifts that you have or they have the same exact gifts and talents that you have. But as you'll learn about me, I don't believe everyone has the same exact gifts. We have slightly slight differences but you you'll see what i mean as we go along this journey but what i'm saying to you is that you are going to be exposed to other people in similar likeness maybe they they're going down a path that you want to go down or uh, you, you you aspire to or maybe something you thought you wanted and you realize you know what that's not really what i want So you're going to be exposed to all kinds of amazing people and my my guest, I'm honored to have guests that are living this out. Uh, So that is a criteria. Every guest goes through um, a process to be a part of this. This is not just uh, some random person that we put on the show. Every action we do is intentional. Everything we do is intentional. There's a purpose behind everything we do. So. This also is for people that don't have an obvious gift. What I like to call obvious gifts. Those are those gifts like singing and athletic ability or ability to tell jokes and very funny. These are things that people can outwardly see. It's very easy to identify. There's a group of people. I don't, I don't even know the number or percentage, um, but the truth is there's a group of people out there that don't even know what their gifts are because it's not an easily identifiable gift. It's not a, it's not a gift that everyone can see. Oh wow, there's the gift of empathy. There's the gift of, um, of mathematics, right? If you're good with, tech, you know, technology, right? Those are certain things you can see. If you're gifted with organization and organizing people, if you're gifted with empowering people, if you're gifted with certain things that just aren't easily recognized, this show is also for you. So, again, I want to welcome you to how I discovered my gift. Everyone on our show is called a doer. So you're a part of the doer community. Uh, When you you join the show, when you become part of this group, when you become part of this family, you're a part of the doer community. So we call all our people doers. Doers. You're a doer. I think the highest level of... Uh, appreciation is to say that someone is a doer of whatever they do they do it right so welcome doer i'm glad to be a part of this journey with you and helping you into this process that i know is going to help you become the better and the best you that you can imagine uh, and I want to let you also know that we believe in this model done, done is better than perfect. You might see some areas of like well, you know what David they should you should have edited that out or you might but we keep it raw, keeping it real. Um, and that's just how we roll. So I just want to let you know that we're not editing out a lot of stuff stuff is gonna stay as is you might we you know obviously the glaring flare ups and things we're gonna make sure that's taken out. We're gonna make it a positive awesome audio experience, but we are human as well. So I want you to see the human human side, right, of this whole podcast. So again, welcome to How I Discover My Gift with David D. Simons. This is the only podcast dedicated to helping you discover and develop your gifts and talents. I say that with confidence because there's no one that's more dedicated to this than I am. I can guarantee you that uh, you'll you'll understand in my story why I was handcrafted uh designed for doing this this is not a thing i decided to just do or uh, or even a a financial objective from this you'll see i already have a business that i do so this is not what i'm doing for revenue or for income Um, nothing wrong with that support all my podcasters who do that Um, but the truth is this is a this is a bigger than Uh, a revenue stream or anything of that nature this is a mission this is an assignment i feel i have to complete before i go so next question is what is this what is the format of the podcast you're probably wondering so the format of the podcast is that we will release two episodes every week one episode will be just like this me talking to you like how we're doing now and me sharing some insights. Uh, obviously, this first episode, I'm more so going into, um, you know, the, the the whole design of the podcast, how it works. Uh, usually, most episodes won't be longer than 15 to 20 minutes. I'll do my best to keep to that. Uh, if I get really passionate, I can't promise though. I may go over a little bit. And, and if it pulls on me, if you pull on me, if you know the demand pulls on me from, I just feel that this needs to be said. I may go a little longer. Um, So podcasts will always be dropped on Mondays for the ones with me in it. Podcasts that have me and my guests will be dropped on Thursdays. So every Monday you have an episode with myself uh, and every Thursday you'll have an episode with me and a guest. So I'm so excited uh, and delighted you're with us on this journey. Now i want to briefly take you through my story. I'll do my best to be brief. It's hard when there's so much depth to the story and its story continues to build. So I'll first want to take you through uh, how I grew up. As I said, my name is David D. Simons. I keep saying that and repeating that because I want you to know I'm very proud of my name. I'm very honored to be who I am. Um, my name has so many different uh, has so much significance in uh in my journey as well <clears throat> but we'll get to that later it's kind of like a cliffhanger you gotta stay to the, ep- the next episode and the next episode and the next episode but i grew up in a very strict household my parents are from ghana west africa shout out to ghana shout out to all my africans all those who uh are in the diaspora uh i am a part of the continent of africa though i was born in california raised in bakersfield california shout out to bakersfield california very i'm very sure that a lot of people who are listening are probably wondering where is that uh it's two hours north of la um and i but i live in philadelphia pennsylvania with my awesome wife abigail uh, who is my uh Man, I can't I that can do a whole episode and I probably will do a whole episode about her I'm so grateful for her so grateful for my wife and thankful for her support and belief and she is a major reason uh, Why this podcast is being brought to you as well because She's believed in me and encouraged me and pushed me through this journey um, so I grew up in a strict household and I was in an African household like a lot of immigrant households my parents uh, immigrated here from Ghana to the U S and education was the ticket for for them here. Um, my mom got here through scholarships. Uh, my dad got here through scholarships in education. Um, and, and the truth is education is been their ticket here. So education was a key, key component for me, uh, growing up. That's what I was encouraged, especially my mom pushed for me to become an engineer. In fact, in most African households, it's engineer, lawyer, doctor, or accountant. Those are the only respected careers, period, right? They've added a few over the years, but those are the most respected careers. If you're not one of those things, it's kind of like taboo, like, okay, then you're not serious, (laughs) right? So uh, I was supposed to be the engineer. My brother's supposed to be the doctor. I go into school um, from a young age and, you know, go to a private, went to a private school. It was a great experience, go to high school uh, throughout my junior y- junior year and um, uh, my junior high. J- throughout junior high, I was, you know, kind of trying to find my way, you know, figuring it out. My parents uh, divorced when I was 12. And so I had to navigate through that whole experience of finding out who, who I am and what I'm able to do, you know, and these questions that I'm going to be presenting to you uh, along this journey. And as I'm in that phase, um, you know, you know, is when the journey starts. I really was struggling with school, even though I was pretty brilliant. Uh, from a, at least I can say that now. I never thought I was, but um, I've been told um, that I have that intellectual ability, but just never applied it, right? So, um, about, uh, I'm literally about to fail eighth grade. Who, who, how many, how many people do you know that are, don't don't pass eighth grade? Right, so I was struggling to get through eighth grade and um, and barely made that, barely made that happen. Then going to high high school, I was doing okay, freshman, sophomore, Um, and then junior year came. And junior year of high school is where I wasn't doing well in the English class. And English being my best subject, I don't know why I wasn't doing well, but uh, eventually um, I saw an opportunity um, and I seized the opportunity. I wasn't doing well, I was getting a D in the class. I actually hacked into the system, uh, changed my grade from a D to a B. Also changed a few grades for a few other classmates of mine. And um, that was that. I was like, okay, cool. I got to move myself to a B, right? Um, And I found out a couple days later, somebody snitched. And the dean called me to the office and, you know, David, we know what you did. Uh, Just confess up. And long story short, I was expelled from my high school junior year. Uh, not only was I expelled from my high school, I was expelled from the entire district. So I had to go to a school outside of my immediate uh, area, uh, which is quite a distance. And um, you can imagine the devastation I brought to my mom during this time who you know, raised me on the fact that education is a ticket. And I still believe there's uh, education is important. Um, and I will never say it's not important, um, but there are some things I think that need to be amended in our system. Okay. But, but the point is I was, I brought this shame to her, uh, this, this disgrace, uh, you can imagine my African mother, my Ghanaian mother, who's spent her whole life to raise up these boys and also be an example of what to do and how, how powerful education can be and um I had to tell her I was expelled I never imagined I never never forget the the tears on her face man I can just I get choked up when I think about it I I can picture it right now just the steam and just the tears coming down and um, the disappointment I brought her right if you've ever disappointed someone you love so much it's a painful experience Um, and so just putting going taking her through that experience um i found out that it's like wow i don't want to do that to her again but unfortunately i got into more trouble uh graduate from high school miraculously and i end up getting to graduate with the class that i i left from from expulsion i ended up graduating with them my senior year miraculous right i gotta picture this i was told by by so-called friends in high school that david you're most likely to end up in jail you're most likely to become like Uh, a janitor people didn't think i had any ambition or or drive to become or do anything okay so uh i want you to picture where i'm at and and just look at the viewpoint and here's the crazy part is they were right in some aspects because i ended up going to jail i ended up getting in some trouble after high school uh again i'll try to keep that story short but the long story short is that um i was given a check uh didn't know what I was given a stolen check, I go to cash it at the bank. And um, all of a sudden, I am 18 years old, right? I just turned a few few days. A few days earlier, I just turned 18. My mom had called me while that day and said, David, don't go anywhere today. I didn't listen. Foolish me. Uh, Went out with these guys and um, went to go hand them a check. I'm standing at the teller. And as I'm standing at the teller. Um, I get a call from one of the gentlemen, the brother that I was with and he said, Hey Dave, where you at? I said, I'm in the bank. Uh, picture. Let me tell you what I'm wearing. I'm wearing a, a do-rag for those, uh, that are less melanated and don't know what a do-rag is. A do-rag is what Ja Rule, the rapper used to wear a lot. It's those, you wear these, this like spandex looking material on our heads. We use it for wave waves and wave development though I had no waves in high school (laughs) but uh, the point is um, I was wearing that a do rag a white t-shirt some Jordans and some basketball shorts so I just look like the stereotypical uh, black kid who's who's, looks like he's up to no good right now in this moment okay so I have my graduation checks because I just graduated from high school and some family have given me some graduation checks and um, I have the check that I was given by, by the gentleman's brother who I'm on the phone with right now. So and, he, and he's telling me, he's like, Dave, what you up to? I said, I'm, I'm in the uh, Bank of America about to cash this check. And for per- privacy purposes, I'm not saying any names of who these people are. But um, I hand the, the check and I'm waiting. And he's like, uh, he's like Dave, um, you need to run out of that bank right now. I'm like, dude, I cannot run out of the bank. I see myself on the screen. I'm on the camera. He's like, Dave, that was a stolen check. He, he said, my brother stole that from his friend's grandmother. That is a stolen check, Dave. That's a felony. You're gonna do some time for that. You need to get out of that. You need to get out of that bank right now. And I said, dude, I can't do it. I see myself on the screen. All of a sudden, they said, put your hands in there. I hear the cops come they put put your hands in the air Um, I'm on my knees my hands are tied behind my back Um, I'm on the floor and now and they're handcuffing me and they throw me in the back of the police car and um and then the the cop is there and and he's explaining he's asking me what do I want to do with with the vehicle that I had and all kinds of other details I'm trying not to go into too detail too much detail okay trying to shorten this bad boy um but he's asking me you know um you know about what my 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 life and all these different things and I'm telling him that uh you know I didn't know I had no idea and, and he's like you know what son I believe you but nothing I can do about that nothing I, n- even though I believe that you're innocent the law has to take its place and so what you did is called passing check it's a felony and you, you could do six to eight years for what you just did now picture this i'm supposed to be i just got accepted into college i was expelled it was a miracle that i got into college in the first place and now i'm being told that i'm about to do six to eight years in prison federal prison i just turned 18 a few days earlier this is crazy to me my whole if this if i had been literally four days earlier it's a little slap on the wrist and go back to your corner don't do that again okay but now I'm now an adult, and so now what I have to do is I have to uh, face the circumstance at hand. And so when, what ends up happening is that I go to <clears throat> um, I go to jail. Um, we, you know, you know, my mom gets me on bail, 10000 thousand dollar bail. Oh, man, already put my mom through so much. Now I'm facing this another another circumstance. I'm at home now. She's like, you—you you cannot go anywhere. She was just so disappointed. My brother, is so my younger brother, is so disappointed. My family's so disappointed in me. I was disappointed in myself, and now they're explaining to me that, um, you know, we're waiting. I'm just like, this is where I got introduced to—to to really, like, I didn't really, you know, I've known about God my whole life, but this—this this moment. Really brought me a lot closer. <laughs> I was praying like you've never imagined. I, I had learned about fasting and praying and, and all this other stuff. I was just I I needed I needed a solution, right? So um we pr- I prayed and I literally didn't go anywhere for two weeks. I stayed in my my um, my room and the DA. Um, so the, the bail bondsman comes over to the house and you know knocks at the door. I'll never forget it that day. And they said, um, man, we wanna, she's talking to my mom. Man, we wanna let you know that uh, the DA dropped the case. Your son didn't sign the check. Do you hear me? They dropped the case because your son didn't sign the check. One stroke and my whole life would have changed. My life changed from that moment on, but it would have changed in a whole nother way had I signed that check. So I didn't sign that check. That's the only reason my life didn't end up down that trajectory towards prison and who knows what would that, what that would have led to. Um, but I say all that to say that's part of the journey. Yeah, I know this. you probably have a million questions right now, um, but that's part of the journey and, and I'm grateful that I, I didn't end up in that. But also, I uh, after getting through that experience, I decided, you know, after going to school, I, w- I made it to college and I decided um, I wanted to um, go into this thing called digital media. I'm a mechanical engineering major, as I as I was told to do, and I hated every minute of it. And I said, you know what? I don't want to be this mechanical engineer. I want to go into digital media. And at the time, my mom was like, digital media, there's, there's no money in that. What are you doing with your life? You know and she's really disappointed but i said you know what i'm gonna follow my passion i'm gonna follow something i'm already have a desire towards and and, and it's around this time when i turned 19 that i really got the cl- clarity that i'm i'm supposed to utilize media to help people i just knew that was part of my purpose i just knew um and that's that's why we're here today uh, and i'm sh- ashamed to say i have like the stuff i'm talking to you about now i've known for almost 14 years, um, so this took a lot, long time to get to this point, to get this to you, but that finally, finally, um, obeying the call that I know I'm supposed to do, and and I'm encouraging you not to let things wait. Don't don't sit on your gifts. Don't sit on your talents. Don't sit on all those things you have inside. Now 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 we got started. I'm not letting the ball drop any longer and um this show is designed to help you discover those gifts because think about this where where in the world do you learn about your gifts do you, are you taught in school no do 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 friends and family teach you about your gifts no it's the most important thing about you yet nobody teaches it nobody teaches it to you that's why we created this Nobody's teaching you actively about your gifts and how to discover them. How do you develop them? You know, that is, I believe, the greatest tragedy to the educational system. Um, I will talk about my bio in a moment, um, but I'm also in the educational system, so I can speak to that. Um, So that is what my mission is. I am trying to help you to find these things faster than I did. Had I known these gifts and talents and abilities before I got in trouble with, with, uh, the, you know, maybe they would have found that this gift of, uh, technology and media I had was, I was just using it the wrong way. And that's why I tried to change my grade in the system. Maybe they would have known, uh, and that wouldn't have happened because I was able to utilize it and channel that energy into something positive or, you know, the, the things that I, I got in trouble with, maybe they would have saw that David, you have this ability, this gift, I believe it can solve so many problems. I think discovering one's gifts is a a clue to helping you not only discover your gift, but it also aligns to your purpose. And when you know your purpose, you're gonna be less likely to commit crime, less likely to do drugs, less likely to uh, bring children into this world without having the ability to take care of them, right? You're gonna do the best, you're gonna make the better decisions when you know what your gift is, when you know what your talents are. So that's why I have created this show. It's it's not a um, show that that doesn't have a societal impact. It has a major societal impact. if We can get this understanding and get this message. So when I was going through that old experience in uh, 19, I, I really started to discover who I am. Um, I said, you know what? I think everybody has to have this epiphany. And when I found out I was good at you know, bringing communities together encouraging people. So another short story is I, I created this MySpace group in college uh, called uh, um, the Roasting Session. And the Roasting Session uh, was where I, I, you know, a lot of my friends, both in South, Southern California and Northern California, um, I brought them together to um, literally make fun of people they take a picture and then they make fun of someone and then make fun of this person and make fun of that person and it created this whole group in this community and it started to expand and started growing outside of california and grew and the My, the myspace group if you remember myspace it grew big and it started to uh, get so i was like well we were looking at p- potential ways to monetize this platform and it got so big and it, and it, it you know what it did it, it really damaged a lot of um, People's self-esteem. I was using the gift that I had to bring people together inversely in the wrong way. Uh, a lot of people were were very hurt. A lot of people were being made fun of. A lot of their self-esteem was being destroyed. I mean, don't get me wrong. We we're still high school and and college bound college students, so you know we're still very sensitive and um, all of those things. So it was I was destroying people's um, self-image and self-concept of themselves. So. That didn't feel good uh, because I wasn't adding value. So there's a way if you don't know what your gift is, there's sometimes a challenge where you might use it in the wrong way. So my gift is encouraging people and, and bringing communities together to um, make a difference and make an impact. Um, that's one of my 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 dominant gift is encouraging. Um, but one of the, you know, the skill kind of gifts I have is teaching uh, and I didn't find that out till later so you can be utilizing your gift but not knowing not know that your gift is your gift uh one of my mentors a long-time mentors delator McNeil, always says it's hard to see the picture when you're in the frame say that again it's hard to see the picture when you're inside of the frame so sometimes you need somebody that's outside of that frame to say hey you're good at this i see this ability and so i had this gift to teach and i was just love to teach and help people so i've used that gift and that's what i'm using now i'm using my two gifts right now to help you and i know mine I i know without a shadow of a doubt that's what i'm gifted at doing encouraging and teaching and i hope that you're experiencing my gift and getting encouraged and getting taught um and and you'll you'll experience your gifts that's more more important to me not that you just experience my gifts but that my gifts collide with your gifts so you can get the full benefit of this life we're living and max it out and live to the fullest okay so now i just want to take a moment to explain the title of today's session and today's episode is how kobe bryant is helping me release my own greatness so i want you to know before i even share that um just how this podcast all came about because um i've been having this vision of helping people to discover their gifts and do this for a long time a very long time but i just sat on it and and Something jolted me, and what, the thing that jolted me was was Kobe Bryant's death. Um, um, it was so sad. I, I think it's a moment where everybody can remember when they where they were sitting, uh, what they were doing. And I've I've been like waiting for perfection. I I, I preach this all the time: that done is better than perfect. But I, I have not been doing that in this specific area. So in fact, I've had this podcast. I've, I've been sitting on this podcast. I've mixtapes. Which you'll have access to so every episode you'll get an opportunity to to check out a mixtape and there's all kinds of resource free resources that will help you with your gifts And content um, and books that are coming Uh, There's stuff I'm sitting on just been sitting on and I've I've made a promise to myself today to stop that And and the main reason is because of Kobe Bryant's death um, Was a jolt for me it rocked me to the core Um, And if you know me Um I've never been the biggest Kobe Bryant fan per se because he actually uh, ruined my Sixers uh, getting the shot at the the championship. I know this is not a sports podcast, uh, but I am a Sixers fan, 76ers fan, always been um, the odd sheep in the family because everybody else in my family is a Laker fan. So when you when you when you know me and you know that I've titled my first opening episode for my podcast with Kobe Bryant, it, it, it's I honor him and I respected his gift and, and the, the con- contribution. And my heart goes out to Vanessa and his family and, and their daughters. Um, I'm just still still in shock about it, honestly. Um, and and I, I have sympathy. So I'm just looking from a from the sports side, not from the human human side. Right. From the sports side. I just. Uh, he was, he was our arch nemesis, man. He just destroyed our hopes of getting a championship. Not that we had a big shot that year. I mean, we didn't, you know, how you can, how you going to compete against Shaq and Kobe and Ori and all those guys, right? It was just, it's just a, 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 an insurmountable task. I'm just surprised we even won the game that we did with, with Allen Iverson. But the point is it rocked me to the core and it, his death made, reminded me of my own mortality. And it made me question if I died right now, what legacy of value and example would I leave for those behind me? And maybe you might be asking that same question. If, if you die, I wanna ask you that same question. If you died right now, what legacy would you, an example would you leave for those behind you? I did not like my answer. So I hit the record button. That's where we are here. I hit the record button because I I don't expect to impact everyone. But I do expect to impact those who will impact everyone else, right? I don't expect to impact everyone, but I do expect to impact those who will impact everyone else. I'm just trying to reach a core group of people that are willing enough to impact others, and my life has to count for something. That's how I feel. And, and so I encourage you because your life also does as well. And I, exa- I ex- ask you to examine your own life. And asked the famous question that my long-term mentor, long mentor, late mentor, uh, virtually, and I had a chance to be uh, part of his program towards the end of his life, Dr. Miles Monroe, uh, said, how long are you going to be dead? A long time. So when you think about something, think about how long you're going to be dead, and then go ahead and do it, because you'll be dead a long time, and you don't want to be sitting in the sea of regret there's nothing worse so i battled with these thoughts okay so uh, why did why why didn't i release this podcast and how did kobe help me release the podcast i battled with the thoughts who cares what i have to say who am i right Who who is david what what is what is david capable of doing right um why why should i even listen to this guy okay So let me just explain where, who am I? So I know we've gotten uh, deep into this podcast. You have no idea who I am yet. So I I have a company called Kingdom Social Media um, and Kingdom Social Media is an organization designed to help influential leaders and leading organizations dominate their market online. So when I took took those skills and learned in digital media, I used to use MySpace when it first came out to help people with their marketing, my my friends in college for fun. Then that led for me leaving um, California to come to a com- uh, come to uh, New Jersey. And um, that's a whole nother story how I got from there to there. Uh, but I uh, worked for this company, TerraCycle, for about four and a half years. And I used my gifts in, um, you know, just networking to media and all that stuff and learned social media marketing. And I've used it and leveraged it. And I was the global digital media manager there. And I managed multiple um Package uh, for man- multiple consumer package brands like Kraft, Frito Lay, Huggies, Kraft—all those big guys—managed all their those these campaigns for this company called TerraCycle, which turned uh, uh, garbage, it literally garbage, into products like chip bags, cookie wrappers, uh, turned into backpacks and binders, and and other stuff and trash bins and all that. And so I worked there for about four and a half years. And then I left to uh, I was launched and we'll explain that as we get into uh, further episodes. I was launched to create my own uh, digital marketing agency and uh, started really helping everybody and I focused in on I said, you know what, let me just help those who impact a lot of people. And I thought about that. And that was the the speakers, the trainers, the coaches, the consultants and all of those people. So we work with NFL NFL players, uh, NBA players, high-profile speakers top speakers in the world um uh you name it large corporations we've even worked with the government department of defense many organizations so from business standpoint um you know, we're, we, we've, we've gotten to do some great things and been able to make a great impact in that world. And we'll continue to do that. Um, and that's part of the distribute model. We'll talk about that as we get into more episodes, okay? I'm trying to do my best to shorten this for you, but there's so much to say in short little time. Okay, so I, I battle with the thoughts about who cares what I have to say, even with some of the accolades. I'm also an adjunct professor at Temple University, uh, featured 30 and 30 um, in a, Fun times magazine and and um, cover of magazines and Yahoo and entrepreneur and all these different places and been featured and recognized so with all that with all these things to say I still am asking the question who cares what I have to say who am I right I, I haven't what's blocking me what blocked me was I haven't achieved the success I want I'm no I'm not a millionaire yet. Um, you know, that's definitely the goal. Billion, million, all that. Right? that that's the goal. But my point is, um, I'm not there. So why should I be able to talk to people about this? And I, that, that delayed me, honestly. Um, but and other, other things like not having all the right equipment and, and making sure I got this and the studio and, you know, just all these things that we, we think we have to have. Um, and, 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 these, these limiting stories that, uh, we have in our head. So I want to ask you if right now, this is where you can take action Write down. You can, you can either pause this, or you can still listen along Write down. What are your limiting stories? Write those down and, and write out all the limiting stories you have in your head about why you can't do what you're supposed to do or what you deep down know you need to do, or what you, you know, why can't you take one step in the direction of what you're supposed to be doing, um, this podcast is w- one big, big step in the direction. This is not, like I said, this is just not it. It's it's a bigger move than movement than this, but it is a step. But what are your limiting stories? What's hold? What's held you back? What's holding you back right now? Is it resources? Is it the thought that you think you need resources? Is it is it family? Is it um, fear? Is it fear of failure? Fear of success? There's so many things that could be holding you back and when you burst through it you realize it's a mirage it wasn't even real okay so my excuse is also a lot of people like oh i don't know how to use social media and i don't know how to all this algorithm stuff worse and marketing and podcast see my 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 degree is in digital media i learned podcasting in 2005 so i know about podcasting i've developed podcasts for other people so mine is not know-how um, I I have helped people build brands with hundreds of thousands of followers, and but so my 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 uh, fear wasn't uh, how to create a following and build social media marketing and all that stuff. I have all those assets, so so even with someone that knows the know-how, you can still be blocked in your mind. Isn't that crazy? So I didn't have that excuse. Um, in fact, I, one of the reasons why I didn't put myself out there is because most people knew. Or know me as this social media guy. Um, I teach social media marketing at, at three uh, universities, right, or two universities and one community college, right. So I, I, I know what I'm talking about when it comes to this marketing stuff, right. Um, and and I ask myself, is let's be honest, the truth is, I could I could when I die, right, I could care less about how many social media followings I develop for people and how many leads that they generated online. I care about the, my 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 clients to succeed in business. Of course, that to me, my personal relationship with the client or the uh, person, I, I like seeing them fulfilled. But at the end of the day on my tombstone, is, is it going to be about how many leads I generated for people? No, at the end of the day, I wanna impact lives. And, and so that's why you, you won't see a lot of people on my present social media as you, if you're looking and you're like oh let me go check these guys out because I, I didn't want to be known for that I didn't want to build I know how to build I know how to do this I said now it's time now it's time to grow because I know what I want to build for you've got to know what you want to build for don't build the house for the wrong reasons so back to Kobe Bryant because this is what this show is all about this episodes all about everybody remembers where they were when they got the news I I had just finished um, watching Star Wars with my wife, and I got a message on Twitter about Kobe Bryant being dead, and it was from t- TMZ. Put the artic- initial hit out, the initial article press hit out, and uh, I was like, "Whoa, no way!" But when I saw it was TMZ, I had a little doubt, but I said, "You know what? They usually don't lie about celebrities like this, right?" So I was stunned. I was heartbroken, and you gotta remember, remember this is from someone who's. Again, I had a love and hate relationship. I always talked about Kobe Bryant in my presentations as far as his level of discipline to, to play the game at 20 years uh, um, from from the level he did from, from, from when he started to the very last game scoring over 60 points. I mean, for 20 years of that level of consistency, very few people model consistency on that level in anything, right? So I always admired the gift, the, the hard work ethic, um, his his pursuit of greatness. And so I've always admired him from a sports perspective, but I've always, you know, being a Sixers fan, I've always had a love-hate relationship. So, I want I want to point that out because I was nervous and scared and and just like I couldn't I was calling on my my family that's big my cousin's big um uh uh, lakers fan my my sister-in-law who's a big uh lakers fan shout out to woollah shout out to, to kathy The uh, big 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 lakers fans right and big kobe bryant fans beyond that so i was i was hurt for a lot of i if i was hurt as much as i was i can only imagine those who admired him from the sports level and the human level right so um i was just like that that shocked me so his death really motivated me right and I pursued and I read so much content on him and and so I'm I'm gonna share with some of the the quotes that I pulled up I pulled out so many different quotes and his life is an example because he did everything at a high level he did it at a high level when he dominated basketball he dominated it when he left basketball and he came in and 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 dominated the media realm We, we we saw we saw his uh uh, his film with Dear basketball and all the things that he did off the court on the court he was he was slated to to have this i mean just incredible he was already starting his whole uh, venture back his firm that you know was going to back a lot of different organizations and investments and things that he was doing just athletes don't even you know you typical think you put athletes in certain boxes but he showed us that um no um I'm more than an athlete as well. And, you know, what he was doing with his family, raising his daughters, rekindling that relationship with his wife, just uh, so much to admire about him and just the leader, right, um, that he was. And his legacy lives on. You see, his legacy lives on beyond if you were a sports fan. His legacy lives on as a model of consistency, a model and an example of greatness. That's why this thing moved me so much. Um, So here are some quotes that really really resonated he said if you want to be great at something there's a choice you have to make what i mean by that is there are inherent sacrifices that come along with that family time hanging out with friends being a great friend being a great son nephew whatever the case may be so he's not saying don't be great in those things what he's saying is if you really want something you want to be the greatest at something you're going to have to pull back. You're going to have to sacrifice. There's some things you're going to have to stop doing. Uh, as much as I love sports, I've had to cut back on sports and moments in my life and to grow a business. I've had to cut. You can ask my wife. I, I don't watch uh, NFL as much, nearly as much as I would love to. I, I, there was a season where I didn't watch any NFL. I cut out playing fantasy fantasy uh, football and all these things that I enjoy. But you've got to be willing sometimes to put some sacrifices to get to what you want to. Get you where you want to, is what Kobe Bryant saying. Here's another one. He says, pain doesn't tell you when you ought to stop. Pain is the little voice in your head that tries to hold you back because it knows if you continue, you will change. Um, everybody probably remembers the game where Kobe Bryant was shooting hoops. I mean, shooting two free throws. And uh, it was, he had tore his ACL and he's like, oh man, he knew, and he, I watched the commentary afterwards that he he knew he had broken his, uh, torn his ACL. And um, and that is an injury it's very difficult to come back from. And he didn't allow the pain to dictate to him. He dictated to the pain. And he went and shot those free, two free throws. I just said, wow, this man is in the sun superhuman man like that was a really pivotal moment for me um then he came back and you know uh he eventually recovered from the injury but what he's talking to he's every quote that you see here that i'm gonna be reading through is that he lived and embodied each quote what i think kobe bryant's gift is the ability to persevere i believe kobe Bryant's beyond his basketball skills he's obviously talented a gifted talented individual with so much uh we can admire but he was a man that persevered through failure through trials and that ability to persevere is i believe his greatest gift and you combine that the skill set because there are people that could probably shoot better than kobe right steph curry there's people that could probably dribble better than 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 uh curry a kyle uh, Kyle, i i mean than kobe kyle kyle irving right um, um, there are people that can have more strength than Kobe a uh, LeBron James right but but his perseverance you were not going to persevere past him he had this perseverance that um, was just undeniable right so that's that's powerful another quote that he said is if you're afraid to fail then you're probably going to fail if you're fa- afraid to fail then you're probably going to fail So being afraid of failure, is not a reason to stop something. You can't be afraid to fail. You have to just go through it and say, you know what, I'm committed to fail, f- succeed, go through this. And that is the truth about anything. You have to have a little bit of, um, you know, you have to break that, that spirit of perfection, right? You have to have a little bit of just perseverance or stick to itiveness. Um, Another quote he said is, Haters are a good problem to have. Nobody hates the good ones. They hate the great ones. I think about my own self. I hated on Kobe Bryant for a very long time. It wasn't until, you know, as I got more understanding of the work ethic, the drive, and all the things that it takes to to become a a player of that caliber that I grew my my respect and admiration for him. Um, But you don't hate somebody that is not pulling weight right? You don't hate a bench player, right? You, no offense to the bench players. You don't hate on somebody's average, right? You're not going to hate on them. You're not going to probably talk about them. You only hate, they only hate on people like the LeBrons and the Kevin Durant's and the, uh, Bryce Harper's and the, uh, the Serena Williams and the Steve Jobs and the Oprah's and Bill Gates. You hate on those that are great. You don't hate on those that are average. So if you're in the conversation of hate, that means you're among the greats. Okay, here's another quote he says in alignment with that on the hater topic. Boss boot said, boss. Booze don't block dunks. Listen to that. Booze don't block dunks. Meaning if you're not in the game, your 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 hating doesn't really do anything. It doesn't stop what I do right that's essentially what he was saying is you can hate all that you want you can hate you can boo me and i was alongside booing kobe i ain't gonna lie i went to a laker game still booing kobe right so um uh the the truth is that booze don't block his dunks booze don't stop his shine booze can't stop you from being great right unless you allow it to and let it get in your head okay so the next thing he said was These are just some of my favorites. He's got pages and pages of quotes. But if you do not believe in yourself, no one will do it for you. Please get this. If you do not believe in yourself, no one will do it for you. You've got to believe in you. Um, Nobody can do that job. That is a hard job that only you can fulfill. I had to believe in me just like you had to believe in you. Your belief in yourself is paramount to your success. Uh, there's no way around it. Nobody can do this for you. I had to realize um, I've got to believe in what I am able to do. I got to believe even God himself has to believe you have to have to have your belief to even start. Right. So you've got to have belief for God to work with you, for man to work with you, for opportunities to work for you. You have to believe in yourself. Nobody can do this job for you. It doesn't matter. What you're struggling with what you're dealing with you have to do the job of belief is hard work. Okay, so you've got to do that job Uh, Next next quote that I love is use your success wealth and influence to put them Meaning anyone else in the best position to realize their own dreams and find their true position purpose so I think Kobe Bryant came to a point in his life where he realized my success my wealth my influence all this is not just for me it's for me to help other people help them see what they can do and he said that he played the game full out every single game because he knew people were watching in the stands he knew people were watching on tv and he wanted to give them he came they came for a show and he would give them a show he wanted to show greatness so they could see greatness in themselves um and here's two more quotes that i have for you and we'll wrap up here Um, Kobe Bryant said, as I sit here now, when I take off my shoe and I look down at my scar, I see beauty in it. I see all the hard work, all the sacrifices. I see the journey that it took to get me back, get me, get back to this point of being healthy. And I see the beauty in that struggle. That's what makes it beautiful. So it's about the journey. It's about the full process. And he was looking at, and he's figuratively and um, from a standpoint of actual physically, he was talking about the scar from his ankle um, and the pain. And he, he didn't just have one injury, he had multiple injuries. He played through played through all kinds of injuries during games, but he saw through all his hard work and saw through all the sacrifices. And he looked at his pain from the standpoint of beauty. He looked at all the suffering, the sacrifice, a place of beauty. So if you're suffering and going through sacrifice, for something that's greater, for the greater good of others. Isn't it worth it? I believe it is. Here's the last quote that I just just embodies everything. And this is why, this is this is that i say out of all the quotes, push me to release this pod, podcast. And it's helped me with re- releasing my own greatness. The most important thing is to try and inspire people so they can be great in whatever they want to do. This is, Kobe came to a point where he realized this wasn't just about basketball uh, that he's, he's here to inspire generations to come and Kobe Bryant did that and he lived that and um, and I, I just want to tell you that I've struggled with in this journey and I probably will go through more battles in this journey of you know knowing my greatness and that I need to give what I have with where I'm at to whoever I can. Uh, I want you to know that you need to give wherever, whatever you have, wherever you're at, to whoever you can right now. Don't wait till you get to a certain plateau or a certain place. It's too late. There's so many people you could have helped along the way, right? And that's what I've learned. I'm going to give what I have right now, what I have to as many people as possible. And as it spreads, great. I'm going to fulfill my mission no matter what. Now, I want to leave with this last quote. Um, this is actually, this is not from Kobe Bryant, but this is a quote that has helped me as well, uh, in, in my pursuit of greatness to help others. Um, and this quote I read in, a, it's part of my affirmation, my daily affirmations, because, um, maybe you're like me, maybe you struggled with sharing your, your gift, your talent, your ability, or maybe you don't know what those are yet, but... We get to a point where you have to share it, and you might, if you do battle it, this is a great quote and poem to remember by Marianne Williamson. Maybe you've heard of this, and we'll wrap up on this note. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that frightens us most. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, famous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small does not serve the world. There's nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people will feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine as children do. We were born to make manifest the glory of God that's within us. It's not just in some of us. It's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we're liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. Powerful words. So the truth is it's time for you to shine. It's time for you to find those gifts and talents time to take that treasure inside, bring it out to the world. Cause we're all here to benefit from your treasure, just like you're here to benefit from mine. So again, I thank you. This is David D. Simons, uh, the Akusher, which means it's a, is a male midwife. It means someone that's taking, helping you to birth what's inside of you, that treasure inside of you and bring it out of you. And I'm excited to be on this journey with you. Thank you for choosing our podcast, how I Discover my gift. We hope it will help you in your journey. And if you were blessed by this podcast, please leave a review, um, leave, uh, on iTunes, wherever you get your, uh, podcast. And also please share this with a friend, share this with a friend, tell a friend, tell a friend, and, uh, make sure to take, take a lot of notes, join the group. Um, you can go to the link on the, on the ship in the show notes, or you can go to um, how I discovered my gift.com, and you'll be able to get access to all of that information. Thank you, God bless you. I'll catch you on the next episode. Stay tuned. I search all over the world, struggling to find it. Dear listener, I would like to thank you so much for listening to How I Discovered My Gift with yours truly, David D. Simons. As a token of my appreciation, I would love to give to you my most important piece of work to date, and it's called The Purpose Gift Tape. It's a motivational mixtape geared towards helping you to identify your gifts, which ultimately lead to you discovering your purpose. This is a six-track album I poured my heart and soul into. It includes beautiful beats and amazing spoken word over it. And I'd love to give that to you as a free gift, as a token of my appreciation for being a part of the community. So to get your copy, all you need to do is go to podcast.daviddsimons.com. That's podcast.david, the middle initial D, Simons, S-I-M-O-N-S, dot com and get yours today. Thank you for being a listener. I'll catch you on the next episode.